Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. If you did your homework from episode 29, you should be rolling in calls to action. But before you get too far, I want to share a quick word of caution. So here we go. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster, or soon-to-be podcaster, who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 fellow podcaster. We are back with another episode of Podcast Better, and today I need to warn you. As a podcaster, I hope you make a point of listening to other podcasts as well. And when you do so, I hope you take some time to break down and think about what other podcasters are doing. Why do you listen to the shows that you listen to? What do you like about them? What do you dislike? If you were in charge of that show, what would you change? And then to bring it back home, do you mimic any of these less than desirable qualities on your own show? It's good to put yourself in the shoes of the listener from time to time. It's good to listen to your own show and break it down with that very same discerning ear with which you listen to other people's shows. I bring this up because I think it's a trap that a lot of people have fallen into when it comes to calls to action. Think about your favorite podcast for a minute. Do they have a section at the end of the show where they tell you where you can get a hold of them on social media and where you can email them and where you can leave them a voicemail and where you can go to get the resources mentioned in the episode and where you can go to find out more about their guest and where you can go to and all of this giant list of things to do list of URLs a list of contact information how on earth are you ever supposed to remember all of that but that's what they do right The majority of podcasts out there that I listen to, at least, that's exactly what they do. They give you a gigantic laundry list of places to go and people to connect with. And I'm sitting here listening in my car driving down I-94. What am I supposed to do with that list of things and people and places? I can't write it down. I can't make a note of it. How likely do you think I am to come back and re-listen to this episode or even just the last five minutes of the episode? Not very likely. It's tough enough to get your listeners to take action on one call to action. So don't give them 
more than they can handle. Don't give them more than they need. Like I was saying, most people when they listen to podcasts are in a position where they can't write things down. They can't take notes. And that's part of why podcasting works, right? And part of why you get to monopolize 20, 30, 60 minutes of their time during the week is because they can put you on and listen to you while they are doing other things, while they are driving, while they are working out, while they're going for a walk. They don't have to actively be sitting and watching a video screen. They don't actively have to be communicating or interacting with you on a video chat. They are not sitting there in a chair or on the couch reading a book and turning the physical pages. They get to put on their headphones, put in their earbuds, press play, and go about their day. So whatever device they are actually playing the podcast from, whether that be a smartphone or a smartwatch or any other device, it is probably not even in their hands while they're listening to it. It's probably in a pocket or hooked up to a car stereo. Or nowadays, if you can listen on smart speakers like Alexa, there's a good chance that the device they're technically listening from isn't even in the same room as them. So you got to keep that in mind. When you're telling people to go to all these places and do all these things and make all these connections, they're not likely to be able to do it immediately when you're telling them to. So you should make it really simple for them, right? If you want them to take action, not only does it need something they are very compelled to take action on, but it should be very simple for them to take action at a later time. And this is where I feel some people underutilize their show notes. This is why I will always recommend every piece of contact information, every link you mention in the show, any resource you want to share related to the topic at hand for the day should be in your show notes. So people can either find them directly in the podcast player that they're listening to, or you can simply send them to your website, to the episode-specific page, and all that information will be there as well. And that's what I like to do most often. For me, if you go to podcastbetter.io slash fill in the episode number, you'll be taken directly to those show notes. So for today, if you go to www.podcastbetter.io slash three zero episode 30, right? You will be able to find any link I mentioned, any contact information for me or any guest. If I had one today, it would be right there on that page. And I think that's the easiest and simplest way to make it convenient for your listeners. If you can train them to know that they can always find the information for that show in the show notes, and then you let them know that, hey, you can always go to the podcast website slash episode number. That's super easy to do because then all they have to do later on is like, oh, either just go to the website and navigate to the most recent episode, or if they're listening to an old episode, they just need to make a note of the podcast episode number that they were listening to. And it'll be super easy to find. So those those are kind of the first two things that I want you to think about when you are working with calls to action. Make it simple and make it memorable. You want to make it simple. You don't want to give them too many places to go to. You don't want to give them too many things to remember. You want to give them one location, one call to action. 
make it memorable. Like I said, if you can train them that it's going to be the same thing week after week after week, just podcastbetter.io slash the episode number. Yes, the episode number is going to change from week to week, but the format is always the same. So they can guess. You don't even have to tell them what it is after a while. They can just guess that, oh, if I go to this page on this site, I should be able to find what I'm looking for. The third thing I want you to think about, though, is make it irresistible. And what do I mean by that? I mean that people are not often going to be compelled to follow you on social media just because you ask them to. A wise man once told me, if people want to find you on social media, they will find you on social media. So it's almost not worth it at this point to even bother telling or asking people to follow you on social media. If they really want to follow you, they will follow you. They will be able to find you and follow you. They'll take the time to do so. So does it hurt to ask them to follow you? No, you can still ask them to follow you. Does it hurt to put your contact information in your show notes? Absolutely not. Once again, like I said, you want to make it simple for people to find you and follow you. But just don't expect that because you asked everybody to follow you, you're instantly going to have hundreds or thousands of new followers. But that's beside the point right now. When I'm talking about making your call to action irresistible, I want you to think about ways that you can provide your listeners with value. Provide your listeners with some piece of content that isn't available anywhere else, whether it be a helpful checklist or an in-depth interview or a behind-the-scenes look at something that relates to the episode that you were just talking about. When you can make that connection, when you can hook your listeners so thoroughly in the episode, and then you end the episode and they're left thinking, I want more, that is a win for you most of the time. That is when you have hooked your listeners and they're sitting there saying, hey, I want more from you. Where can I get more from you? And then you get to your call to action and it's like, hey, if you want more, here's where you can get more. And that's, that's exactly the piece of content that you want right there, right? And if you catch someone in that frame of mind, they are going to, once again, make a point to go and check out that extra content, to get that checklist, to get that behind-the-scenes interview. And that's what I'm talking about when I say make it irresistible. The best way I've found to make things irresistible is to tie it in directly with the content of your current episode. So it's not just some generic, oh, subscribe to my show, or oh, follow me on social media. They can do that any old day. That has nothing to do with the current content of your show, most likely. So this is what we were actually talking about in last episode, episode 29. When you start planning ahead, this is part of the reason I want you to start planning those calls to action. When you plan for those and when you can create that extra content, that create that content that relates to your episode, that's when you're going to find success. That's when you're going to get people to take action. That's when you're going to get people to sign up to your email list. That's how you can further the connection with your listeners. That's how you can build your community. Make it simple. Make it memorable. Make it irresistible. That's exactly what your call to action should be. So the title of this episode, is it possible to have too many calls to action? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I fully believe the majority of podcasts out there have far too many calls to action. But it's something that's been going on for so long that everybody just copycats it. Says, hey, look, big name podcaster over here is doing it, so I'm going to do it too. 
Well, I think it's time we flip the script on that one. Say more is not always better. If you do have a lot of things you want to share with your audience, I still stand by the best way to get them to take action on it is to give them one simple call to action. And that should be to visit your website. You have all the information there for them. So whether they are looking for your contact information or they're looking for the episode specific resource that you created for them, they'll be able to find easily. Make it simple, make it memorable, make it irresistible, and you will be able to get fans for life. That's all I got for you today. We'll talk soon. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.